Okay, here we are, my dear friends. 8 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time once again. Stefan Maia with you at itsouls.com, the, web- the website. This is the uh, early bird podcast sessions, and uh, it's Thursday, so we're talking about a topical uh, discussion here regarding cowardice, cowards, and what that's all about. So that's what we're talking about. That okay? Hmm? Yeah. Be sure to like, share, comment, uh, rumble, uh, what else? This, that, and the other, all of that kind of stuff. Subscribe if uh, you find value in the substance of things that we produce, and the material we provide in your life today. So uh, all that kind of good stuff. Please consider signing up to addedsouls.locals.com. It's a freedom platform over at Locals. It's free for you to uh, sign up over there. But from there, you can choose to support. And uh, supporting helps me and my family put food on the table. And we keep working for the Added Souls ministry in the mission field we are currently in. And uh, it would be much appreciated if you consider doing that. And over there, of course, you'll have exclusive content and a more personal connection with me over at addedsouls.locals.com. Cowardice, not a topic we typically see spoken of too often. For fun, I was trying to just Google some articles in the Brotherhood, and there ain't really much there at all, to be honest. You might find a few sermons, I suppose. Um, I'm not saying it's not being spoken of, but uh, it's it's not prevalent. It's not something that is often more so spoken of from the pulpit or taught, uh, written about. And so I figured, well, let's dedicate a half hour to an hour on... uh, the word, the topic, and the discussion of cowardice. Is that okay? You with me? Mm-hmm. Stick around. So, cowardice. The verse, of course, I'll pull up on the screen here, which obviously, if we've spent a bit of time in the scriptures or in the church for a number of years, uh, is found, of course, in um, uh, Revelation, right? Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, and it says, But for the cowardly, the King James would say, the fearful. Okay, well, what about the cowardly? What about the fearful? Um, Their part, the text in the scripture says, will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, an individual a brother or sister who is cowardly, timid, fearful, will sadly, but justly, have eternal condemnation, will not be in heaven with our Lord and Master. So we'd be wise to kind of have a discussion about what that word means and how it applies and what it looks like. I mean, if it's a matter of salvation, I would think, and I'm sure you would think, it deserves time and uh, sermons and studies and articles and, and, and podcast sessions and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we don't want to be found guilty of being a coward if it has the uh, agency to bring us or uh, to eternal damnation. And that's exactly what the text says. But for the cowardly, now there are listed off several other things as well. And I find it interesting how it begins with fearful, the fearful, the cowardly, because from there you have unbelieving, abominable, murderers, immoral persons, sorcerers, idolaters, liars, lumped up there together 
as individuals practicing this very thing in the church as uh, and outside the church, both in and out, uh, who will be uh, guilty of eternal damnation. It's, you know, it's a, it's a very sobering uh, discussion, a very sobering thought, because we don't want to be found in the lake of fire, right? The lake which burns with fire and brimstone, the idea there going back, of course, to Sodom and Gomorrah, when we speak of fire and brimstone for their um, sexual perversions, immoral uh, practices, cowardly. Cowardice is not spoken as often as it should because it seems to be one of those swept under the rug things, kind of like gluttony, right? But it has so many destructive attributes and it facilitates so many other sins um, that we have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. Now, here in the context, it speaks of that which is found in one's faith, okay? That which is found in one's Christianity, his walk in the church, the local assembly of our Lord and Master Jesus Christ. Though the principle certainly applies in all matters and categories of life, whether it be government, politics, policies, educational purposes, academia, right? Entertainment, media, social, and news, cable, all these things, all those people, and all these facets who practice cowardice, who are found to be timid and fearful in an unrighteous way, in a deviant manner, certainly will cause problems in any and all institutions, establishments they may be found in. And we don't give enough spotlight, if you will, on cowardice, because we tend to think, well, it's not really something too important to talk about. It's not something too um serious that it, you know just doesn't call our attention but it should it should cowardice can lead to a great many uh, uh deviations and um what do you call what would i say there another descriptive word would be uh compromise compromise now compromise of course the word itself can be utilized in a righteous way sometimes a Righteous compromise works for the unity and for the growth of the gospel, but an unrighteous uh, compromise will certainly lead one towards eternal damnation, and cowardice in this here context certainly does that. It facilitates a great many other things. Now, of course, the Greek word itself, dialos, dialos, I think it is, I don't, I'm probably not pronouncing that properly, but the Greek word and the idea behind that, of course, is one who is fearful and timid. It's the type of fear caused by a lack of faith. And that's where it stems from. Now, from the world's perspective in Oh, if I suppose pull out an illustration from my life and my youth, I was a scrawny little guy, very skinny and uh, easily um, vulnerable to the elements of bullies and things like that in public school. And I was picked on heavily, mocked, spat upon, kicked, punched, you name it, whatever, bullied. And uh, that kept me with my head low and hiding a lot and being kind of a uh, rebellious kid and, and having a lot of emotion inside and not really expressing it and not knowing how and 
looking back at it, you know, there was a great many of those years in my youth that I was a coward. I was fearful because all these bullies were bigger than me. I mean, I was so skinny and every, everybody else was just bigger than me. And I was scared of them all because they would hurt me and call me names and all that kind of stuff. And um, obviously, as time grew by, I, I quickly changed to be able to defend myself. But it took many years. I mean, as a child, when you're being bullied uh, to... Um, your early uh, teens, if not mid, um, it, it can be very damaging and traumatic. Uh, I, in turn, of course, chose to befriend the bullies and uh, they left me alone. Uh, but they always bite you. You know, it's like a snake. They'll, they'll, they'll bite you after a while. But the point is, I've experienced um, that very thing in my life to be timid to be fearful and the things that it facilitates the things that it opens up for other deviant practices and thoughts and uh, we're going to be talking about that and of course once you grow the courage to recognize that i can't keep living in fear every day going to school and even you know uh, uh per, um what did they call it skipping school telling mom and dad i'm going to school but skipping school just to not be picked on and stuff like that I mean, it, you can't go through life that way. So I, in the slang of our modern terms, grew a pair and uh, made it known very publicly at school. And from that moment on, I was not picked on. I don't need to say what it was at this time, maybe another day, maybe in a book, who knows. But anyways, the idea is you have to, at a time, punch the bully in the face, <laughs> punch him right in the nose because you're defending yourself from abuse. Okay, so the idea of the word uh, cowardice in the Bible is one who is fearful or timid, okay? In one's having lack of faith, lack of faith. Now, I've only been faithful in the church for uh, 11 years now, I think. I don't have a 40-year experience, but I've seen stuff. And I've experienced stuff, and I've seen my brethren, and I've ministered to my brethren. I've preached to numerous congregations. I've traveled far and wide, stateside, in Canada as well. And uh, I've gotten to know brethren. Uh, my ministry strong online, having interaction and communication with brethren around the world, around the clock, every day for 11 years online. I got to know brothers and sisters. I got to know a great many and how they function and how, how they speak and what it means. And um, this is why we should talk about this more often because cowardice is a, is a true thing and it brings forth a lot of sinful activities in one's mind and in one's practices because he or she is lacking faith. And a coward can verbally speak to have much faith in God out of his or her mouth. But by their practices, you can tell they either trust more so in their career, in their money, and things of that nature, uh, and various other things that I'll be discussing. And by their actions, you can tell that they are certainly cowards. Now, the word is often flung around by bullies. You need to understand that a bully will call you a coward if you don't get in the fight, in the ring with them and fight. Uh, don't, don't, don't be intimidated by these kinds. Uh, these individuals are very foolish, and they are indeed the cowards. 
They are indeed the cowards. These bully types um, are individuals who have, uh, what do you call that? Um, oh, now I'm not going to be able to think of the description that these individuals are found guilty of. Um, kind of a lack of self-esteem, if you will. Um, they, within themselves, they, they portray themselves outwardly as burly brutes and bullies, and they are. But inwardly, they are kind of uh, insecure. There we go. Insecure and uh, just very uh, malignant individuals. And they will call you a coward in the church if you don't choose to argue with them or get in a fight with them or defend yourself to them with their charges and their, their uh, bearing false witness or accusations against you. You know, oh, defend yourself. No, you don't want to. You're a coward. No, it's quite the contrary. We recognize in them that they are the cowards and they uh, um, just want to fight and you don't need to. You can leave them alone. That does not make you a coward. Uh, just to put that out there because, again, it's like anything. Uh, the word can be flung around in unrighteous ways and it can be flung around uh, in ways that it does not apply. For instance, it's kind of similar to the word Pharisee. Well, you know as well as I do, if you've been faithful in the church for a while, if you're speaking the truth of the scriptures to someone that doesn't want to obey the word of God, what are they going to call you? They're going to call you a Pharisee. Does that make you a Pharisee? No, it does not. And sadly, it dumbs down the true meaning of one who is Pharisaical. And there are a great ocean of Pharisees in the church today, sadly. Sadducees and Pharisees exist in the local church today, and they kind of because the word is so flung is flung around so so flippantly if you will and out of context the true pharisaical individuals go undetected at times because well we've forgotten what the true description of a pharisee is and what it looks like and how it operates kind of like the world's way of saying everyone's a bigot everyone's a phobic this or a phobic that or a racist this and a racist that or a nazi well it diminishes and it allows the true phobics and bigots and racists and all these Nazis and all these kinds to kind of go covert without being detected because we've lost the true meaning and description of the word. Well, I'm saying that to say this. It's the same with cowardice, cowards. Sometimes a bully will call you a coward. You're not a coward just because you do not engage with a puking in a puking contact contest with a buzzard of such ways but that aside a bit of an excursion to the context of our conversation nonetheless there is such a thing as a true coward and the scriptures reveal that individual as one who is eternally damned and we have to be careful not to practice this cowardice how does it come about lack of faith lack of faith he said to them why are you afraid, you men of little faith? Matthew 8, 26. Cowardice leads to death. It can lead to physical death, and it can lead to spiritual death. And I am not one who speaks void of that temptation. I'm a human being. I value life. I see the temptation in wanting to be quiet when you should speak because you might get hurt if you speak, right? I know what that is. I know how that feels. I know how tempting it is to just want to hide away uh, in such times to preserve one's life 
instead of speaking up for the gospel. I know what that feels like. Uh, sometimes you have to fight that because again, it's it's better you you get it's better you get in trouble for doing what's right than you get in trouble for doing what's wrong. Um, you know, we speak of self defense as Christians. God authorizes us to practice self defense, despite what cowards would say. But the, the, the our Lord and Master certainly allows us, authorizes us to practice self-defense. You know, a bad guy kicks in the door at 3 a.m. Let me give you the extreme case, right? This is where we go for, for discussion purposes. But 3 a.m. kicks down the door. Here I am with my wife and children. If I cower away and do everything this individual says, he might just kill us anyways and, and do what do a very sinful deed. I'd much rather, in my thoughts, to not be practicing cowardice, just run for the guy and try to extinguish his life. If I have a weapon, I will utilize it. Why? Because this individual chose to forfeit his or her right to walking on this earth when they chose to remove ours. That's a God-given truth. So that applies in a great many fields. Here, of course, in context, speaking out for what is true, exposing what is evil— Many brethren don't do that, and they go along with what is wicked and what is corrupt because they are cowards. They are timid. They are fearful. They lack faith. And I have witnessed that a great many times in the church, and it is truly sad, and it shouldn't be. Other scriptures, of course, such as 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8, quoting now, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity. God doesn't give us that, but he gives us of power and love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. It, cowardice doesn't come from God. It comes from our own fleshly desires and our own inner fears that manifest themselves outwardly in an act that, again, will cause us eternal damnation. So saith the, the scriptures. In, in Isaiah 51, verse 7, it says, Listen to me, you who know righteousness, a people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of man, nor be dismayed at their revelings. Their revilings? Revelings? Remember, guys, I'm a French-speaking individual, uh, speaking English words. But anyways, okay. What about Deuteronomy 31, 8? I quote, The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Okay? Joshua 1, 9, quoting, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? That makes me think of what Paul told the Corinthians. I do believe if I, memory serves me right. Be strong. Act like men. Keep the faith. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Cowardice leads to a great many deviations. To be cowardice, of course, is one found without moral gumption or fortitude for his faith, for what is true. He is lacking in faith. He is weak in his faith, and he is devoured by the corrupt. He is, cor he is devoured by the bullies. He is devoured not only by those in the world, but he is devoured by those in the church who are wolves masquerading themselves as sheep, okay? And this, of course, practice of cowardice, it, you fall short to follow Christ as you should. You fall short. 
And because of that, because of this lack of faith you have, this weakness in you, it leads to a great many other very sinful practices towards your fellow man, your fellow brother or sister. It leads to covetous at times, to be one who is covetous. You want what another has, your brother has. You want what he has, his finances, his material, his land, his work. What you have as a person inwardly, the coward through the path of covetousness is sinfully desiring that. And that pushes him forward in an envious state. He wants, he, he hates what he sees in you, having family and having friends and having wisdom and being genuine and transparent. What you have as a person, this coward, he just... He, he hates so much. He desires, he hates, and this, of course, continues to fester as a cancerous fungus within his mind to being bitter and finding resentment, being disappointed greatly so that he or she can't be like you. And, of course, this leads to a very vindictive path for this individual, this bully, this coward. He wants to get back at you. He, he wants to practice revenge he will slander, he'll bear false witness, and he'll practice in false accusations. He'll go to every length possible. Look at the leaders of the day in the scriptures against Christ, our Lord and Master, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the lawyers, the chief priests, the Sanhedrin, the Jews. What were they doing? They were filled with this cowardice towards Jesus that facilitated all these branches of sinful behavior towards an innocent man, and they did so by creating and finding and manipulating and corrupting uh, false witnesses and calling Jesus the devil and a deceiver and a blasphemer and a thief, and they would make sure to create uh, tamper with evidence, if you will, create... Uh, 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 um, place evidence where there was none, you know, kind of like the crooked cop who walks into a house, doesn't find any drugs, but places drugs in there, places drug in, drugs in there to, to find the household uh, owner guilty of drug trafficking when indeed he wasn't. It was just, again, this cowardice from a crooked cop who had uh, facilitated his mind to the devil's influence and, and was practicing covetousness and envy and, and all this kind of things. I mean, this is seen in the church by individuals of the diatrophic, pharisaical persuasion. And sadly, it again stems from an inward cowardice. These bullies, they do give an outward presence as if they are brutes and they are strong and they speak with a bold face lie. But inwardly, they again, they're just petty little children, sadly. Uh, cowards, fearful and timid. You can hear it in their voice. They shake. And um, it's sad, but it is a truth nonetheless that exists and it is real. I've seen husbands in the church, brothers, who were cowards, weak in the faith. And because they were married to... Um, uh, corrupt spouses, wives, they were easily manipulated into um, facilitating something very corrupt against their own brethren, against their own kind. 
I've seen them bear false witness. I've seen them in their cowardice convince themselves that they are right and that their conscience is clear before God when in fact they've sinned the great sin against their own family members, against their own congregation. Cowardice is the stem cause of this. And they, of course, manipulated by a tyrannical uh, presence, uh, a very corrupt presence, puppeteering. Coward will always feel the need to run to the cult leader, the presence of bully, bullish uh, uh, maneuvers within the local congregation. That's why these cowards cannot have the ability to think on their own. Uh, they will not have a conversation with you on their own. They won't speak to their mother or father or brother or sister. They won't speak to anyone without the presence of uh, these uh, very other cowardly and corrupt individuals. Judas of course, a coward had the greater sin because he was guilty of betrayal, and cowards will certainly betray you. I've experienced that by those closest to me outside of the church, and I've experienced it, sadly, by those inside the church. And um, these kinds, they can get into your mind, and they will have you isolated. They will have you questioning your sanity. They will have you withdrawn. They will have you uh, doubting. They will have... Uh, control of your mind, and they will abuse you. Uh, these cowards, and again, that's why it's so important to speak of these things, because a coward certainly is a threat in the local assembly. Judas had the greater sin because of his betrayal. He should have known better. He should have known better. He was given a work. He was given a platform. He was given a friendship. He was given everything. That could have worked out so well if he was not a coward, if he was not a greedy coward whose uh, bitterness against Christ was growing strong. I've had, again, in my past life, some who call themselves my best friends closest to me. And there's one truth that remains that I learned from the secular world, which is keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. They were very close to me, but they hated me with great passion. They were cowards, and because they were cowards, they were covetous, and they were envious, and they were bitter and vindictive, and they couldn't stand me. They couldn't stand me. They hated me, but yet they smiled in my face. All the while, they wanted to take my place. Backstabbers, these are cowards. I've experienced it outside the church. I've experienced it in the church. These individuals are true and real. And sadly, if we do not learn how to identify them, how to grasp the knowledge of the scriptures to discern these individuals, they will cause much uh, division and sorrow and pain and hurt and trauma. And that is why we must go back to the root cause I've spoken of this illustration many times. I've come with this uh, thought many, many years ago regarding the pharmaceutical companies and the drugs they provide. Some drugs, of course, marvel marvels of the modern medicine we currently have, and we thank God for the blessing of modern medicine, which keeps us from various diseases and viruses, stuff like that, antibiotics kind of stuff, right? But there is great corruption in the pharmaceutical company, and you can be balanced with that. You can know that some drugs are good, some drugs are bad, right? Well, 
there is great corruption in the pharmaceutical realm, and they want to produce a drug that is not a one-time cures-all kind of a drug that would not make money. So they need you to keep buying the containers with 50 tablets, 100 tablets, 500 tablets. Let's bring in the whole crate, right? Well, look at uh, ibuprofen, right? I've got nothing against ibuprofen. At times, I have to take ibuprofen for massive migraines. But you know what? Every time I take ibuprofen for a migraine, you know what's going to happen again in the future? I'm going to have another migraine. So what does, in fact, the ibuprofen do? Well, it's a painkiller of sorts. It's not a pain cure. It doesn't cure the headache. The headache's going to come back. Well, we need to follow that train of thought regarding cowardice. Cowardice is the root stem cause. What's the root stem cause behind your headaches? Would you know it? It could be your eyes, perhaps your vision. Perhaps it's, perhaps it's your diet, what you are eating, lack of exercise. Aha, now we're getting somewhere. Why is an individual betraying you and I? Why would an individual in the church, someone we loved, someone we sacrificed for, someone we gave our time and money and prayers, that we facilitated employment, that we gave all that we had for this individual, a, 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 a what we would thought to be a friend, why would such an individual in the family, a family member perhaps, or brother or sister, why would they betray us? Where, what's the root cause? What, where does it come from? And uh, from a scriptural analysis, uh, and what kind of wisdom God has given us to experience, it stems to a cowardice position, a coward. So if you can discern the coward and you can extinguish that immediately, which is a lack of faith, you can, in a local congregation as a shepherd, an elder, be able to extinguish years in which this coward is festering and growing in his cowardice and practicing the facilitated branches of sinful activities such as covetousness, envy, bitterness, vindictiveness, betrayal, and that kind of thing. So we need to be able to recognize that. We be, it's important. And again, these individuals, we tend they, they are covert, if you will. We tend to miss the mark with them. We tend to not recognize them because we look at the bully and say, well, he's not a coward. Look at him. He's actually the coward. He is actually the, the coward. Uh, cowards will do and go um, and do some of the most foolish things. They will pester you and abuse you and oppress you uh, in, in various ways. They can uh, call you at 3 a.m. in the morning. Just ring your phone and not stop ringing your phone. Leave uh, all sorts of messages and text messages that are very hateful, very hurtful, repeating false accusations. They will manipulate individuals of their own kind who are weak in faith and cowardly, idle, low-hanging fruit, and utilize these individuals for their own selfish ambitions and enterprise, and they'll have them attack you and uh, believe their lies. A coward will do a great many things that is so deviant. It's there's a reason. There's a reason the scripture says they will have their part in a lake of fire. You know that, that that's serious business. It's serious stuff. And I do not speak as one who is high-handedly void of having these emotions or having been guilty of 
being a coward and having fear and 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 having lack of faith not at all but i've grown since then and i've grown strong and stronger why because of god's grace because of the scriptures having my mind in the book being able now to see very clearly the problem of cowardice in the church friends be mindful of that number one for your own self and your own mind and your own thought are you a coward when you look in the mirror are you practicing these things are you timid and fearful when it comes to the gospel when it comes to recognizing uh those who are snared in the sin of cowardice we have to first fix our own selves can we before we start to see clearly those who are indeed snared in cowardice now some will be malignant with it sadly some will not have any redemptive quality some are so far gone they just won't make it back it's sad but it's just the truth if that were not so jesus would not have had the need nor his apostles to write information in an inspired way telling us that a great many christians won't make it you know narrow is the gate and cowardice is one of those sins that um has us on the wrong path has us on the wrong path a great deal of all these individuals in the scriptures that we can read about that lost their soul and attacked the innocent were cowards again look at judas look at what he done that's such a sad such a sad account isn't it a man that had been allowed to enter into the fold of the faithful had been given such a good work so much potential so much good but as his greed his cowardice his ego his pride his own desires his selfish ambitions his self-interest he became an evil worker right he became an evil worker and he turned in his best friend he betrayed jesus christ his lord and master it happens it happens in the church today it happens it's been happening these individuals are sad individuals they are corrupt they are corrupt and corrupt individuals will embolden the behavioral cor uh, corruption in others and they will congregate together and they will uh, uh, recruit like-minded corruption they will do that they are filled with character flaws and they refuse to see it i've looked in the mirror i've seen my character flaws i've always been transparent with them i've always openly spoken of them and i've repented of them i've changed but these cowards who masquerade as bullies they have this log a blind spot a log sticking from their foreheads and um, they can't see that they are guilty and they will not recognize their character flaws their behavioral delinquencies and how they operate and so they uh, have a malignant position to themselves and you can't reason with them it's impossible to reason with them they will indeed call you a coward for not doing so but you're not a coward you're actually being wise to not set foot in the sanhedrin among these cowards these corrupt individuals they they can't recognize their sin and how great it is and what they've done they won't see it they won't see it until the sky opens till then they are so 
galvanized in their self-righteousness. They truly believe the Bible defends them. They truly inwardly believe that what they are doing and who they are is, is, is with God and the Bible defends them when in fact the Bible condemns them. And some of these are kin and kind, and it hurts us to see these things. They just can't, for the life of it, see it. They can't see it. They're so blinded by their own uh, pride and their cowardice. And um, some will soften with years and repent. Others will never do so, and their end will be uh, eternal destruction, sadly. But uh, that is indeed the damage of cowardice in the church, cowardice in the world, cowardice everywhere. We see cowardice. Cowardice is um, another great factor and contributor to why our nations who were once founded on Christian principles are now heathen and subjective and fallen. You know, how is it that we ever allowed our socio-political atmosphere and our governing authorities to legally set set policies to murder human beings legally in the womb to murder babies how did that ever happen cowardice lack of faith lack of faith fearful timid scared and what do these individuals turn out to be bullies bullies are truly just cowards they scream really loud and they have a bold face about themselves but their character flaws their behavioral delinquencies they've emboldened themselves in that and um, sadly the end is eternal destruction anywho there it is topical discussion on cowardice for what it's worth hopefully something of substance in there to have you challenge to have you think there is indeed good fear you know, we've not spoken about that. And that is not one, that is not good fear. Righteous fear is not something that makes one a coward. Okay, there's a difference. Uh, good fear makes you wise. <laughs> okay, good fear makes you wise. Don't step into a dark cavern filled with poisonous snakes. It's good to be fearful. It's good to have fear. If you're a soldier, if you're a police officer, or if you are in law enforcement, it's good to have fear fear that would make you wise to be cautious, to take precaution. You see, there's a difference there. There are boundaries in each category of discussion regarding the description of the fear you are utilizing. But here today in this session, we have spoken of the unrighteous fear, which is the timidity of one's lack in faith and cow being a coward. Okay, that's very different. You can be fearful, but yet still be brave. That's quite different. That's very different. I have fear every day speaking the word of God publicly because I know it could have me in jail. It's against the law in this country to say certain things that are found in the Bible. But I utilize that fear in a righteous way for my Lord and Master, and that makes me precaution that that has me cautious. Taking precaution has me wise to not to use the right approach to be to be wise and to be shrewd and to be righteously cunning in a way that I can proclaim the word of God publicly without the uh, without causing so much of a problem that it would extinguish my ability to proclaim the gospel tomorrow. 
Okay, that's a whole other discussion and topical realm we can certainly endeavor in another session in, in the coming days. But what we were focused on here was the sinful practice of of coward, being a coward, and we 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 got to stand up. You know, we got to do what's right, and uh, don't be a coward standing up to cowards. Be strong and standing up to cowards and uh, recognizing them and seeing what they are guilty of, okay? All right, my friends, I don't know. There's so many more things that could be certainly uh, explored with this conversation. If you have any thoughts, concerns, let them be known. You can reach out to me. You can leave a comment. Please subscribe if you find any value in this information. You know, rumble, like, share, all that kind of good stuff. And consider to sign up in our uh, freedom platform over at addedsouls.locals.com. You can freely sign up, and from there you can choose to support. It's what I do to put food on the, on the table through pro proclaiming the good news of our Lord and Master. It keeps the Added Souls ministry functioning in this mission field. I am a minister for the East Coast Church of Christ in Moncton, New Brunswick, and we have a website, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com. You can find us on Facebook. And uh, you can partake of this new endeavor, this new church plant that we are uh, growing in this mission field. We want to go back to the Bible. We want to be the church Jesus created. We want to be Christians that we can read about in the first century. You know, we've, uh, we are disenfranchised with what we see around us in organized religion and all these different titles and names and creeds and statements of faith and rituals and traditions. We want to go away from those practices that mankind have created in their own image. And we want to go back to what the Bible says. And the East Coast Church of Christ is a loving family, a very well-rounded and humble, uh, brave family of Christians. Uh, we've separated ourselves from the corruption that is out there. And there is much corruption uh, that masquerades itself as Christianity and individuals uh, who are filled with cowardice. We we don't want to we don't want to be uh, around those things anymore. We want to we want to be strong in Christ. And so, if that sounds attractive to you, and you want to reach out to us and have studies and know more about it, by all means, do so. That good, Stefan Maya with you. AddedSouls.com. This is the Early Bird Podcast Sessions. Stay focused and stay positive. Take a look at our itinerary. Maybe there's something in there you would like to follow. Till then, Lord willing, peace out.